0: Hello and welcome into the charge down. Um we've stopped doing the episode numbers because we always got them wrong anyway, so there was no real point. Well you um, could do like a pre lockdown and post lockdown. Yeah, this is a new new setup. Um we're on Spotify now, which I think is pretty good. Oh really? I yeah, we're on know. Spotify now, yeah. And iTunes. Um, can you get uh, metrics off Spotify? You can, but so far, I've only up- uploaded a test episode where it was just me saying test, test, test. test. <laughs> really? So, so is it on Apple? Because I got an email saying Apple said it contained test data, so they didn't upload it. But they should upload this episode anyway. So we, we can be listen to ourselves on Spotify. All three yes. downloads. <laughs> <laughs> And then a week later, it'll be two downloads, and it's like, who didn't watch yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which one? <laughs> I swear, guys, I this the old Yeah. Um, Hello. I welcome go- to the charge zone. <laughs> yes, welcome to the charge zone. Um, so we'll jump straight into it, I suppose. With um, obviously the, the the big one for us then is Leinster Munster. It's the one we we care the most about. So where do you want to start with that? Do you want to start with um, the Leinster team? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um we go front row first.
1: Yeah, we'll go we'll starting the forwards
0: as is this yeah. custom. So Keane Healy, Ronan Keller, or Andrew Porter. What are what are your guys' thoughts on um that front row? It well, just... I mean excited to see
2: Kelleher, I suppose. I've seen yeah. some rumblings about Keane Healy being like old hat or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
2: I could swear on Reddit some, some uh, people were probably. probably salty monster fans or something, but <laughs> I don't know. Feel like he's been around for a long time, you know.
1: It's uh, mad how he was so close to retiring five years ago.
2: He was, was that a um, dip?
1: Neck injury. Um, yeah, it was around that time. He come back into us. and Jack McRae took a spot for Ireland, Leinster, and the Lions. Hmm. Um, but he managed to come back, and he's really performing still.
2: Got another um, good five years out of
1: him. Of five years, <laughs> but he is like—is it a prop so he can? You can. So that one of those positions
2: that uh, have longevity, is it? Yeah,
1: generally props in second rows last the longest. Yeah. <laughs> they don't as well. have to move
2: around much. <laughs> just but run lot, two You can still fall. perform
1: to a high level without uh, needing to do like an 80 minute game.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not revolves around pace yeah. or anything that falls off when you're. But yeah, no, Keller, I mean, he's he's the prospect now for me going forward in, in like the terms of the international hooker position because that's some somewhere where I feel like obviously you had Rory Best too yeah. I'm not saying he was only getting in based on experience. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I did get a sort of feeling, an element of that it's like they stuck with him and then he was such a such an institution that you almost had to give him his send off. Now it's time for a total clean slate in that regard and I feel like of all the people and I'm not just being Leinster biased, sure. I think a lot of people would acknowledge this that he seems like the best prospect we have going forward. Like, yeah, I would I agree, agree with that. Great. Yep.
1: Um, this is a Leinster bias podcast. But <laughs> I think really. he has the most potential.
0: Um, plus age is definitely on the side. Yeah, he's only like twenty-one. If even that is he, maybe 20, 20, I'll say
2: Yeah. Um, I'll From what we saw of him, like in recent matches, well, recent. Yeah, he post.
1: performed well against England when he came on. Uh, like yeah. a few other subs did Deegan as well if I remember correctly I Yeah, that, that, a lot of that it
2: came from my memory but... it livened us
0: up I think the few I, subs that came on seemed to I, actually inject a bit of something Like I distinctly remember James Ryan hitting a few rucks in total frustration <laughs> <laughs> getting quite angry so Andrew Porter as well massive bastard
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him rolling out I've seen pictures of like uh, some of the players looking fairly hefty Yeah, They're just like can't imagine him looking much more hefty, but I'm sure he'll surprise me.
1: He looked bigger when he was like a under-20 player. When he first came into the team, he mm. um, he was a bit bigger. But he lost it could, a lot could be
2: that he was bigger by contrast to the others, so he just appeared bigger.
1: I mean, yeah, true. I mean, when he started for Leinster, he, he was heavier. But it's probably because you need to be um, fit as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But um, I'm very happy with that front row furlong is injured he pulled he did a small tweak in his neck or something oh okay so he's going he's going to be involved but he got injured but um yeah I'm, I'm happy enough with that and the bench is cronin um ed Byrne. and ed, Byrne. ed Byrne. um we're going to rely heavily on bent i think over the next few months mm. why because we have um the two internationals will be assuming that uh, Furlong is back next week or whatever, we hmm. will be playing the big games on the internationals and aren't going to get much time for Leinster.
2: I thought they were just going to flog the players horribly and <laughs> essentially play them in every match available, which is kind of what I want to see. But uh...
1: <laughs> Yeah, but there's six international matches, so they'll be flogged regardless. Just everything I
2: want to see. Best team in all Pro 15, all Champions <laughs> Cup, all, and I want to see how they do at the end of it, and then go straight into the next season too,
0: with the same policy. There's a Lions tour as well, so just these people flogged. No, yeah. But with
1: um, Vak injured as well, hmm. um, I, that sounds like an injury that's that's really tricky to get sorted. Like like Healy's one, where it was a neck. Um, as 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 a prop, he can't really. Uh,
2: yeah, that's where all your drive and strength comes through in the scrum. So anything niggly there, I imagine, is. Yeah, it's like fucking horrible
1: for them. Um, so, and we lost uh, Anger and Salanoa?
0: Yes, Roman. Salamone? Uh, Salamone? <laughs> Mona is a Mona or a Mona? Look, we lost him to Munster anyway. Yes. Boo. Boo, yes. Boo, indeed. Um, <laughs> so.
1: Uh, but I think Clarkson is the next man up on the rank. He's supposed to be quite uh, rated. Uh,
0: as a title prop. Um, I know that the Lancer, the new hooker Dan Sheehan or whatever, they they rate very highly. He's a big lad.
1: He's like six foot two or three.
0: Yeah. Um, and for hooker,
1: that's quite large. So it'd be no, interesting. I,
2: did any of you just mention his height there, but did any of you guys see that graph thing where they, over the last 20 years of professional rugby yeah. or whatever, yeah. they graphed out the height, weight, and you could see it, like, coming to a statistical yeah. norm, sorry, to speed, yeah. yeah. it Like, at the start, it was all over the place, and then over yeah. time, oh, I thought that was quite cool. Like, this is what I think is going to happen. Like, you know, they say it's, rugby's a sport for any person of any size. Yeah, I think it, it's going to morph into the case where most people are, like, Six-two, whatever. And it's yeah. not the same way, but like you are gonna have this statistical.
3: It's interesting. I'd
1: like to see um, how it pans out because there was a time a few years ago, hmm. around 2011, when Wales had a huge backline. That was the future, where your backs would be as big as possible.
3: Hmm.
1: Even in Zealand, they played like they played like five or four centers in a match. They played like Richard Kahui was a center slash. Winger. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. they put him on the wing. They put they had Sonny Bill Williams, Nanu and Conrad Smith at the time, so they're trying to fit them all in. Um and they had a couple of fullbacks as well. So they didn't really have much out and out wingers. It was it was as mm. big as backs as possible. Um but it's kind of moved away from that. Um so yeah, but I think like you need players to be very fit, very strong and just less um opportunity then for other body types maybe Yeah. because like you, you, can't, you can't have a prop that's or us. that's well, not an athlete anymore
3: the like thing all, that always
2: like, was most apparent to me with the whole deviation away from the like stereotypical size things was like the Mike Phillips Connor Murray scrum half thing like yeah. mm-hmm. while they're they were both slight enough they, they just never struck me as physically like being that typical tiny scrum half barking yeah. at the forwards from behind the, the the pack, like you know, it's just I, I don't like to see it. I got to be honest, because that's that's one of the things that I think drew me into rugby was the difference in not that I ever played it, but yeah. just it makes it sort of more interesting that everybody doesn't look the same, perform the same. Yeah, I think. But well, we have
1: to factor in like it's the highest level, so it's always going to be best everyone. practices go
3: true. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Lower levels, even even lower power levels, it's you will still um still have a lot of diversity.
2: And then uh, wasn't there talk then over the lockdown with uh, trying to implement new rules to facilitate like minimising of risk with relation to COVID nineteen or something where they're basically making it into rugby league? Like, is that, has scrum, that come to fruition at all?
1: But uh, no, I don't think that's going to be any. No. Um, I think it's it's all or nothing kind of thing. Hmm.
0: Mm. We jump into the second rows then. Yeah. So, so it's Ryan Day and Scott Ferdy
1: and uh, toner on the bench
0: yes toner on the bench
1: um i think it's quite exciting seeing ryan beard
0: yes 21 um, he's only 21 years old
1: yeah he said he put on a few kilos but everyone's put on a few kilos by <laughs> um so it's uh, i want to see what kind of impact he has if he's given a good run into this team um, yeah he got a
2: hat-trick there and like one of the games, he got he?
1: he got a hat-trick against Ospreys.
2: It was Glasgow. A hat trick <laughs> so
1: against Being a massive run against um, Dragons or Ospreys, I forget which one.
0: Like, when Ospreys. was a second row get a hat trick ever? I mean. Yeah, and to put it in context, he was only he only turned twenty one uh, on the twenty sixth of July. He's incredibly young.
1: Yeah, for a sec- for forward, full stop.
0: Yeah, yeah. To be going in there and he's going full on against them. Um, I know now, these was, are
1: Pro Fourteen teams, but like these are these are professionals. Like. Yeah. And he's turning up, so it'd be interesting to see if he can do it against a hefty second row of Snyman. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think um I was gonna say uh, and Klein, but Sliman and Holland so Holland's, uh, Holland's yeah. not that hefty. I had to no. retract my hefty comment. <laughs> I'd like to retract any comment I made, <laughs> made insinuating anyone was hefty. Yeah,
2: anyone from Munster was anything. They're all shy. <laughs> Slime's all right.
1: I think it's great to see. Um Ryan out for a few yeah, uh, weeks. It, it might be back for SARS since they're hoping. I hope he is.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought. Yeah, uh,
2: wasn't there good news about that recently, where the operation? Yeah, it was when it like, first
1: announced he was, sailing, he was out for eight weeks, but yeah. then it was clarified that was that was. Um, that was yeah, like the four operation weeks. a few weeks before. So yeah, we were yeah,
2: actually yeah. Down the... Well, I feel like the way that, that they announced that was nearly like psychologically. Mm-hmm. Like I think they did that deliberately, and I wouldn't. I don't understand why they would do that, but it <laughs> felt like it felt like they deliberately. What missed... Yeah, <laughs> the crafty basket. It felt like something like some clever coach would do to try and so. But I mean, we weren't playing anyone like that week or right? anything, so it didn't make sense. But it just felt like they deliberately released the information in such a way that,
0: I don't know, it was a nice surprise then here that he was much further along in the uh, recovery process. Yes. I do wonder if there was an there a was, there was method behind that where it was like, we'll release the bad news, but immediately follow it up with some good news to Yeah, it. I,
1: I think they just say, oh yeah, he's, he got a surgery done and it wasn't clarified then they they said well actually he's such yeah.
3: a few surely, weeks
2: there, No, so. but I, I think no, no. surely the fr- <laughs> you, you say it like uh straight away that okay he was injured however many weeks ago he had the thing whatever many weeks ago and he's like well how many however many weeks into his recovery rather than coming out and saying yeah he's going to be out for eight weeks <laughs> that's a total misrepresentation I like that. I like the little, like, subterfuge. The not, games
1: yeah. like, may not exist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Assuming that was intentional, I don't know. I kind of like little subterfuges like that. I like to
0: see it.
1: Stretches oh. back to Leo Colton's uh, first season in charge when he named Gary Ringrose on the wing. <laughs> and he, he played centre.
0: Yeah, he didn't play on the wing. <laughs> uh, classic. And
1: Gary Ringrose. Um so yeah, but I think it's nice packing
3: a new guy besides... Uh, Fardy so you have that experience. Plus, mm-hmm. Toner can come on if things are going wrong. Um, I think, I think it's a
1: great way to introduce like a fairly settled uh, team into a very settled team. A new guy. Hmm. Um, it's,
0: yeah, it's it's it, like it's 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 kind of first choice team. So yeah, um, you'd say well, Toner would be in James the first Ryan. choice one. Yeah,
1: and you'd say that um, maybe Ruddock would be there somewhere. True,
0: and for a long, obviously. But if he's, uh, he's
1: available, it's a fairly first choice.
0: It's it's a good enough team where hopefully we can get a good assessment of where Bayard is in his development. Yeah, yeah. Because um, if he can show some stuff at this level in this game, then I'd be pretty happy, and I'd look forward to his uh, games in next season or in this season still. Or is it next season? <laughs> God only knows. It's, in, oh, God it's currently
1: know. 2019-20 season, which will it, end uh, sometime in October. <laughs>
2: hopefully, hopefully. But can the, you do you think can you read into people's performances after such a like weird one off yeah, unprecedented what we have to event?
1: Think about the whole match as a whole. Like first yeah. of all, they've not played in about five months, so it's essentially a preseason. Yes. But kind of not because
0: it's. Yes. Because it's monster, it's a game that actually matters. Like, and, yeah, yeah, that's
1: a full-strength team, so you won't see.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a weird one. Like, is it here? Is it on TV? Or am I gonna be able to like watch it without it, illegal it, means? It is oh, on don't... Air Air, Air Sports. Oh, I may have that. I may not. I don't know. I think do highlights ever...
1: will be on PG Car later.
0: Ah, do you? Do you? Do you have Virgin Media? I do. They... Then you have Air Sports. Excellent.
1: Plus, they're having a dispute at the moment because of the football.
0: They do, but they're still showing. I checked. They're they're showing Treviso Zebra right now, so.
1: Maybe they'll change it just before the match. Yes. Because that's what just, they did for the football.
0: Yes. They, they cut could the stream. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> that that would actually ruin this whole thing. I would I Imagine if they cut it like 10 minutes in, it's shaping up to be a quality match, and they just cut it. I'd be
2: like, ah, here. Straight on the phone. Get me the president of air. <laughs> minute by minute. Zebra, Benetton. Gore update now. What's the score? <laughs>
0: Give the people do what do? they want to know. I, I reckon. Um, it's seven three um, to zebra.
1: Ke- oh. I don't think that Keller is twenty two. By the way,
0: yes. So, so it's actually we got a twenty one, twenty two year old at hooker, a twenty one year old at second row. I think Kaylen Doris is quite young as well. Yeah. So that's actually, it's actually really good. The youth, youth in the team. Yeah, we don't have we don't have a back row under
1: over the age of thirty. If you don't count Farley as a back row,
0: Jay's that's that's impressive. Yeah, Calen Kay, Doris is barely twenty two. Feels it like, feels like he's been around for a long time, but
1: he's... it's It's been two seasons, pretty much. Yeah. He's, he was an under-20 um, star, so he was noticed from then. I, so I suppose that segues nicely onto the back row.
0: Yes, Caelan Darris at six, Josh Fleer at seven, and Jack Conan at eight.
1: And Connors and Deegan on the bench, which is something we all
3: talk about. Yes. Um, I like it. It's... Um, <laughs> I reckon with all these eights we
1: have, someone's going to end up at six just to get them on the pitch. Yep. Um, Doris has played six in the past when Deegan was eight, but I also remember Deegan playing six when Doris was eight. Yeah. I think Doris suits the position better.
3: Uh, He's more physical.
2: They can't figure out how to unlock the Deegas. (laughs) Once they figure that out, we'll be unstoppable. (laughs) Um, I think uh, for me... I always like seeing Deegan at eight. I think he has that kind of—he reminds me a bit of the carrying the ball forward. Yes. It's less physical, but it's kind of a ranginess. And I yeah. think he has great ball handling skills, which can be utilised quite well off eight, yeah. like off the back of the scrums and attacking moves and things.
1: He's very think, small, nice touches. He gets his hands free, or he... yeah,
2: yeah. He seems to be able to get his hands beyond the tackle for offloads and stuff. So yeah, I, I like seeing him at eight for that, for in that sense.
1: It's been almost a year since Conan played. He last played for Ireland in um the world cup
0: yeah long long time did and, like he an injury injured
1: the, or something yeah he got injured for someone stood on his toe i think oh no! He stood on the foot which caused the injury <laughs> that wasn't even in a match if i remember yeah. correctly no, was it, it was during training oh my god <laughs> um but like he was performing yeah really well going into that like that that last season going into the world cup mm. um and he's kind of gone out of people's minds because deegan versus doris was the big story for like the uh the regular season they got into the dire squad. Yeah. But I think he has definitely something to offer. But, He's probably not the he, biggest
2: he, ex- he excites me and for a forward to excite me in attacking play is kinda rare in Leinster, I feel mm-hmm. like oh, well they're all good in their own right, but I feel like he has these moments in him that like get me going anyway. I don't know what he is. Like the Ulster but...
1: match last year where he um
2: probably an offload so yeah,
3: yeah i like to see that shit like he, you know. he burst
1: through the hole he picked up the ball after good carry from someone else and set up the try for adam Byrne. was holding on to his shorts for most of it
0: how, how do you think um josh van der fleer is gonna handle the new interpretations at the breakdown i think they're they're doing that new interpretation yeah Just, what, well uh, i think what it exactly... suits him
1: more than it suits like a uh, leave great limpet over the ball
2: mm. um what exactly is the new? I, I haven't heard. I, I probably heard it, but I've forgotten. Is it? Is it going to be stricter enforcing coming through the gate or something like that.
0: Uh basically, basically, it's they're just going to be stricter at everything, at the breakdown. So no okay. inch on the side, stay on your feet, uh, release all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's supposed to be. It's supposed to loosen it up, and I, I just get worried that this game tomorrow could be like the first few games in the Super Rugby. Where it's oh just yeah, I was
1: watching. I was watching an English premiership last weekend and it's yeah. like 28
0: pounds yeah. a game or something. Yeah, crazy. It'll take them a while to, to get up to speed with it and adjust. Well, I, f- I feel like, as Van der Fleer, uh as
2: a player, like his breakdown work isn't really what sets him apart for me, so it mightn't have that much of an impact on him. Yeah, he mm. always slows the ball down, but he never really gets yeah. much turnover. So, he has I mean, a lot
1: of um, small impacts as opposed to s- several big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you'll he see how he. Pans out because um, he's got a lot of competition in that
2: spot. Mm. Yeah, yeah, true. Sure.
1: All the back row, the six is the weakest, relatively, but he's still got Ruddock and Friday there, mm. which are
2: good options. Was Jack um, Conan injured in the World Cup as well, if I remember correctly?
1: that's yeah, so he broke his foot. This won't st- stand on his foot.
2: <laughs> it did. Oh, that yeah,
1: was the person yeah. we are talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: Total O'Brien, <laughs> I, I am. Um, I remember during that World Cup, well before it, in the warm-up games, people were, well, maybe probably just Leinster people were, were kind of campaigning for Conan to come in and set a standard.
1: Yeah, well, or put standard six and drop uh, Peter Manny Yes, it's yeah. because well, Conan was he offers two things: big ball carrying and big tackles, which were both missing
3: in the Irish squads. Mm. Um, especially compared to the season previous um I, I think he was very inconsistent
1: not inconsistent he dropped in and out of games was a better way to describe it uh internationally in top level club for a long time it looks like he, he was really starting to
3: um impose himself over a match international level uh before he got injured um so it'll be very interesting to see how he gets on and if
1: he can fight off the young pretenders, even if he's only like uh, he's like 26 or so himself.
2: Yeah, mm. it's weird, isn't it? That's just show- I think that shows again, like Rob, you were saying, the, the youth. The fact yeah. that Jack Conan seems like the seasoned guy at this point is like a weird
3: perspective to be taking. And like you were saying, Neil, none of our players are actually uh, over 30 in the back row.
2: Which is, do you think there could be like a void of leadership opening up, perhaps?
3: N-
1: I, no, it's I actually mean, a nice... He's 28. Sorry, 28. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, Obviously, got you have Scott Fardy, who...
1: Like, yeah, it's a nice... Um, you've got the guys in the mid-30s, like the Sextons, Fardy, Toner, uh, Healy, those kind of players. Yeah, Cronin, like the senior players, been around for a long time. And then you got the um, the guys who are like 25 to 30 the, the Ruddocks, the, I suppose, um, the Conans, mm. and Maloney would be another example of that. Um, <laughs> Dave Carney,
3: like guys who are either had international experience or getting into it, maybe a bit later, but, um, like these are
1: the, these would the senior players aside from the,
2: I get what you're saying there. There the, is the, a sort of a development. And then you have the, you
1: the, um, the mid-20s, early 20s, tw- like the, I was going to say, like, people like Ryan, even, um, and Porter, and more who are still very young, but they've got three levels, yeah. three seasons of international rugby in them pretty much yeah. at this stage. Um, and then you have all the the squad players, the academy players coming in. And That's so there is curve, a man. nice curve. Well, Munster has um, really suffered a few years ago from not having anyone in the the 25 to 30 slot. They had like the, the golden generation players like the Paul Connell, uh, Callahan, Agar, those guys who right. were all retiring or near the end of their career, early 2010s. And you had pretty much Stander and Peter Armani in Keith Earls in the 25 to 30 spot and no one else that was Indeed. at the quality level. There had a few players coming through like Zebo and such was there was a massive deficit of leadership and quality uh, just because <laughs> <pretty laughs> they didn't they didn't bring players through and they didn't have the academy system set up for a while mm. uh, there was,
0: so it there took was a still, while to go through they were still doing that um split between Cork and Limerick and stuff yeah. which was which is crazy when you think about it like but and mm. um, we jump into the the half backs then, uh, so just to then. Mention that,
1: yeah uh, before we move on to the, the backs but, yeah Connors and Connors had a massive season. Mm. Uh, it's very rare to see someone come into the Pro 14 team like that and have such big performances. Like almost every time he played, very eye-catching. Um, Deegan we talked about earlier, but I'm kind of annoyed this came out because I was going to mention it in this podcast how Leinster could consider using a six-man forward bench. Yes, uh, because they have
3: okay, the forward, they're front row, front row replacements. Yeah, we have three. Proven second rows plus um, a couple of others. Like Maloney's a solid player with potential to improve,
1: and also Ryan Baird, he looks very uh, explosive. Hmm. But we have basically three full back rows almost we could put out. You have like
3: Levy, if he comes back fit, um, Rullock, Conan. You got hmm. Vander Fleer, um, Doris Stegan, And the below that, you got uh, Connors, Penny, and uh, Josh Murphy,
1: not Josh Murphy. Um, it is Josh Murphy. Yes, so yeah. Josh Murphy. So it's like that's such a a massive amount of depth. Like to use that, you, could just, you could just play six forwards on the bench. So they have two back rows or something like that on the bench, and you have someone say like Frawley. I was thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. So he could cover
3: ten, twelve, fifteen. If thirteen gets injured, he just move headshot back one. Uh, if a winger gets injured, you push
1: Frawley to full back and shift the fullback to wing. So that kind of covers your entire back. There, you see, you need someone with that versatility to cover all the spaces. And it looks like we've gone something similar here. Mm. Um, like Gibson Park is such a good runner with the ball, and, you can to and thinking, okay, he can run through support lines. Nobody thinking he can cover wing. We can push. Um, Ross Byrne at 12 needs to be and then shift other players around mm. like that but I think it's something to definitely look forward to if you lose either Ross Byrne or Sexton to injury for a big game mm. because you're you're going to have someone either uh, Harry Byrne or Kev- or um, Frawley on the bench so you might as well try strengthening somewhere else if you're having like someone because you're not going to bring those guys on if the match is close Mm. Uh, any adoption to not bring them on
2: Maybe I'm I'm subject to my own inexperience In this regard But So South Africa were doing that in the World Cup Weren't they 6-2 split on the bench
3: Yeah yep.
2: It Was the idea that with them Not that they had such dominance, size, power, strength Skill etc in the forwards That they could afford to do that. Their team didn't rely on the backs anywhere near as much As they did the forwards so they went for that well, I that's... don't think Leinster would be that way
1: well like um thing is they had they, they used this as a type five, like their entire type five was replaced. Mm. So it's two second rows on the bench instead of two back rows which we'd have yeah. probably. Um But we could we could do two second rows on the bench because they're such an attritional game. Like to replace your entire type five gives you such a boost. But they yeah. also had a backup type five that was really good.
2: But well, I I wouldn't think that Leinster... At least what we have been doing have like aimed for that level of attrition or. forward... It's the for the It's
1: like if you if you can, carry forwards to. Go go hell for leather for sixty minutes. Like you just bring on pretty much and most of a new pack, like keep.
2: Well, well, basically, what I'm saying is, would would this not worry you that we are taking a more forward centric? Absolutely view? not. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to see that shit, man.
1: <laughs> I don't want to see us winning games. This it's interesting to see. Them go towards that. Uh, England did us to a bit of success, mm. um, but you need a Munster did it as well, but didn't really work out for them against Saracens away, if I remember correctly. And Leinster
3: actually us uh, last year's
1: semi-final. I think they had um, six forwards on the
3: bench. Mm. You, need, you need
1: you need uh, the good replacements basically. Yeah, but I think Leinster could do it.
2: I I just really didn't like watching South Africa in the World Cup. I don't know. Well, I I wonder... think there's a
1: lot more difference to Leicester and South Africa than
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: just put ah, six forwards in well. the
2: bench. I suppose it's a good time for experimentation. Coming back after uh, however long, like so, yeah,
0: could work out.
1: Plus, players are probably not fit enough yet. So, it's...
3: yeah,
0: yeah. I wonder if some of it comes down to just um, did they just feel more comfortable with if you had to choose between Deegan or an outside back?
1: And that's another thing Deegan could play centre maybe. That could be what they're like they're thinking of this guy, instead of having like an outside back who can cover all the positions, yep. have a guy who can play back row or maybe play twelve.
0: I'd I'd love to see well, I don't know if I'd love to see it, but because um, I it's always a bit interesting when backs have to go where forwards yeah. go and forwards have to go where backs go. But um yeah, it'd be interesting if that actually happens.
1: Like his, yeah, definitely has this yeah lost skills vegan, but it's very differently it's very different to play a full game at 12 and mm. um occasionally pop up in the midfield as a, as a back row
0: all right we we jump into the halfbacks then yeah okay so i don't know there's not much to be talked about here it's johnny Sexton, luke mcgrath with gibson park and ross Byrne on the bench
3: mm-hmm.
1: um i think gibson park probably is uh, slightly aggrieved of the last season i think i think he's been i think he's been mm. clear second choice mm. um and luke mcgrath hasn't been the clear um he hasn't been clearly ahead in my mind but
2: here is uh what, gibson park irish qualified now yes he, he, he is, is. yep yeah, uh, i was gonna yes. say picking luke ahead of gibson when the golf and talent wasn't that evident could be the fact that he had that Irish qualification but now that they both have that you'd say it should be based on like talent alone but I think if you're looking at like let's say they've been off for five months fitness levels could be an issue I think Gibson Park coming off the bench with the pacey way that he seems to want to run things mm-hmm. could be good to exploit like some tired bodies on the Munster side
0: I like that idea yeah yeah. but yeah. I'm just
2: looking at it because I would agree with you Neil in terms of I would think get Gibson Park ahead of Luke McGrath
0: now, it's possible that our
1: squad, uh, team said, this is our second or third choice from half, given game time over, this guy is not. Yeah,
2: just blow it. <laughs>
1: um, Centre is next?
0: Yes. Again,
1: yes. not very much to...
0: Yeah, it's pretty standard first choice. Robbie Henshaw, Gary Ringrose. There's not really too much debate there. Um, I suppose we could kind of maybe s- slide-pivot in that they will be up against one of the more physical part- partnerships that they've uh, come across, I'd say. Yeah. In, in Farrell and DLN day. Um Big big units.
3: They are big units. Yep. I think uh, we've seen
2: like Robbie I Ringrose pairing in like Champions Cup matches against mm-hmm. top tier is... French teams. Yeah. Who I who yeah. I would think top tier French teams. Like not that I can remember any specifics, but. I can't imagine they would, like, be out there fielding particularly light 12s, particularly. So, yeah, I mean, I think they should have experience of it. And I think, I don't know, like, lads, lads, I think De Allende is, not that he's (laughs) he's won a World Cup, he's clearly not unproven, but he seems to me to be, if you can cut him off in one way, he doesn't have a whole lot else going on for him.
3: Yeah, Munster
1: don't want that. Uh, Munster aren't buying him for his passing ability. Buying yeah. him to win the game line and stop the opposition from winning the game line. Um, <sighs> there was a criticism of him before the World Cup, where he didn't pass that much, and he hogged the ball. That mm. doesn't yeah. matter when your your game plan's about... Uh, brings, I think he limited ten man rugby, so yeah. doing that is great. That's the game plan. It doesn't matter if he's not passing. you don't want to pass.
2: um I think you should have more like a, more of a vision.
3: no, no, I think that's <laughs> fine. Um, I, I of, think it's
2: very aggressive.
1: I think it's different ways of playing the game, and that's a part of the beauty of it. Like that's mm. for every New Zealand to South Africa, like um, now whether Munster will be effective with it, I yeah. don't think so. Like, well, it's not that I don't think so. I, I think it remains to be seen. Mm. I don't think these two players automatically transforming them to to
3: winning finals. Um, but it will be. We'll talk about it more once we get to the Munster team itself, but. Yeah. Um I
1: I wouldn't be overly worried about uh, Physic- uh them Rose Ringrose and Henshaw mm-hmm. matching up against opposite numbers, but mm-hmm. it's definitely an extra bit of beef to worry about as opposed to someone like
0: uh Scannell who'd be more of a ball player
1: of the twelve.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um The back three, we've jumped there, we got James Lowe, Dave Kearney and Jordan Larmer. Um no Rob Kearney, uh which I imagine he will be deployed at some point because uh, they're going to have to rotate. Yeah, um, uh, The thing
1: is, Rob Kearney only covers fullback.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and I wouldn't really want him on the bench because I don't really see... I wouldn't bring on Kearney to to change a game, if you know what I mean. He just well,
1: I, I suppose like, the idea is if someone gets injured early, it's great. It's yeah, super if, safe. if your
3: fullback gets injured early, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But I if it's gives
1: us a safe pair of hands... But...
3: Yeah, if you're yeah, down, he,
1: he's winding down. He is winding down.
3: Yeah. Um.
1: But yeah, that's it's very the back the back uh, line isn't as much interesting in my mind as is the forward pack. I would agree. Um, yeah. Now Jordan Lamoureux, interesting to see how he progresses as a fullback, because mm. I thought when he first got there, he was he had a great attacking game, obviously, but a lot of the basics he missed. Um, one thing that stuck into my mind that's been seared into my mind was him catching the ball in 22 against England and not calling yeah. mark
0: yeah and he tried to play ball
1: yeah and <laughs> uh, let's her try and shortly after was he hasn't proved that um his general fullback nature it's is not as panicked mm, yes like i remember i remember one match rob Carney was literally just walking uh, into where the ball would land and yeah. he catches like, that's the kind of level you you want to get to. Like, for all the the joy of a attacking fullback, their first job is dealing with kicks and tackling the last man. Yeah. Um. And if you can't do that, you have to be an incredible attacking fullback to make up for it.
0: It it is bringing back a lot of those memories of um the last few times I know Jordan Lymer was not a fullback for all of them the last few times we've played England. Oh yeah, and,
1: when Henshaw was fullback.
0: Yeah, and just they just they just kicked it, and you knew within about. Two minutes uh that uh it was going to be a very long day i remember um, crews kicked it yep yeah, because they were just it was working it was working so well for them yeah. and that's so, just uh, not all the fullback. it's the
1: whole way the team part, is set up it's, it's the, the whole, whole team like, but The fullback, full-back is... should be clearing
0: yeah all um, right that, that's lancer i'd say is it yeah
1: that is and it's very good to see a team like this in a interpro
0: Yes, it is. This is actually unusual. Because if this was during... If nothing else had happened and we had the normal yeah. season, it would have come, I think, a week before the quarterfinal. So unlikely to see...
1: It's a possibility you have a strong team out to get them going, but the way the way Pan it probably wouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, we'll jump to Munster then. Um, Different row. Here, yes, they're-
2: Just quickly, why are they bothering to have the match in the Aviva when it's not going to be a crowd?
1: I think it's the because it the, there's a lot of... Um, TV angle source.
2: Okay, it's possibly contractually uh, booked as well, which they need to adhere to or something.
1: Maybe, but I think it's because it's a neutral ground technically, and you can have the the other pros the next
0: day after. Yeah. And, uh,
1: I think possibly the the semi-finals finals might be there, depending on how it pans out. Yes,
0: I'm. I'm. If I was the Pro Fourteen, I'd say they're they're quietly hoping that leinster uh, just versus Ulster or
1: Munster or something in the final. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it's still unclear to me how does it work with foreign travel. So let's say if Edinburgh get in and Munster get in and, like, and do Leinster have to go to Edinburgh and all this kind of crap and hmm. do they have to quarantine and all this?
2: Well, actually, Neil, you mentioned this recently about the new South African players for Munster, about the
0: two-week...
1: Well, there's a talk of them going back to South Africa if they're picked in the... um.
0: In the rugby championship,
1: which would be October, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, October, um, November.
1: Yeah, so November actually would, be, would finish up. Yeah, and they'd have to maybe have a two-week quarantine, hmm. which yep. means they'd miss the first two rounds of the European Cup.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I think like South Africa are not one of those green list countries or whatever. So by all rights, if they were adhering to whatever rules have been laid down, you're correct. They should be. Two weeks self isolation or whatever. So yeah, that would be. Um,
1: it depends what's going to be the rules but, when it comes so you, to that.
2: But... you'd feel quite salty being any sort of monster person in that. I think it, it
1: was the factors in like you're getting these superstar, and they are superstar. Like they are both World Cup winners, big names, um, and you let them play international rugby with their picks, Like that's just part of it. It's not a priority a situation or a. It took out where this guy is going to be available for twenty plus matches this season. Yeah. yeah.
0: We okay. We dive into their front row then. Yeah. So got James Cronin, Niall Scannell, Stephen Archer. So straight away, um, I've seen some people saying that this is a blended front row, not exactly first choice.
1: Yeah, I I would say Kilcoin and Ryan would be the first choice props. Mm. Um, mm. Ryan less so. Kilcoin in my mind is definitely the first choice said. Yes. But they have mixed Archer and Ryan. Up quite a bit, so I don't think that's too much of a a surprise. Like they're still gonna guess 30 minutes probably. Mm.
3: Um
1: Scannell is someone who I thought would be in the mix for the hooker after Rory Best retired, but he's not in the picture whatsoever. He wasn't brought to World Ro- he was brought to World Cup, was he?
0: Uh I, I could have sworn he was at the World Cup. He probably was. It was Cronin. Cronin best, best and Scannel, I suppose. Maybe
1: Scannell, yeah. Anyway, he wasn't first choice. Yeah, and then uh, he wasn't picked at all by um, Andy. Andy Farrell. It's all been Herring, Heffernan, wasn't it? And and Heller, uh, Heller, obviously. So, and like a few years ago, I thought this guy was Roy best replacement, but he hasn't really um, taken Andy. the chance to take over at international level. Like he had, yeah, I thought he had like all the set piece you need as opposed to Cronin, which was just an incredible ball runner and try scorer mm. I thought international level, that's much, much more, it is much more valuable in my mind. Um, but just hasn't really <clears throat> kicked on like he thought he would. Um,
3: Rhys Marshall is a very good hooker. I think he do, basically, he does all the, uh, the very, basic well. Yes, exactly. Like, 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 like Scannell did a few years ago. Uh, thought it that you'd be like that. Um, hmm.
2: Reece Marshall is Kiwi, isn't he? Yes. Was he ever capped?
0: No. No. I think he is yeah. Irish qualified at this point. He's he has been picked for any. Uh... Yeah. And
1: um, but it's a strong, strong uh, bench and strong
3: starting front row. They always seem to do well against us in the scrums. I feel like they. Um... Last couple of.
1: Um... I remember two years ago in the semi-final they, they had two full packs scrummaging in the warm-up which is very mm. unusual and they always get a lot of change out of our scrum generally even if you said okay these players these players might have a slight edge or we might have a slight edge they always seem to do well in the scrum mm. in my mind or maybe sorry, I remember the bits that, was, that go wrong mm. they seem to target their scrum but like, outside of these matches th- their scrum isn't that good I feel mm. like, it's got scrum but it's not as good as it's made as good as dancers but they always seem to get a nudge on us
0: It'll be interesting to watch yeah. um, The second row then um, the, So it's Orgy Snyman, Billy Holland So Snyman is the absolute Headline there Yeah. Um, what 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 are you um, Hoping to see out of him If anything Well I want to see him just Play without any shackles
2: Because what I've seen of him with, When he's playing in Japan <laughs> I know it's totally different but He's playing with like Adam glove, kind of style. Yeah, so he's clearly hand. he's clearly capable of doing some mad stuff. So I'd like to see at least a little bit of that in the game. You know, I, I watch rugby to be entertained. He's someone who could potentially entertain me. So, yeah, I, I, like I don't think I think he's not like the panacea. What I would see yes. as being Munster's problems, though, mm. like I, I don't think physicality is an issue in Munster, and I feel like that is his main asset.
3: He's he's a good.
1: I would disagree that physicality is not an
3: issue.
1: Mm. Um, I agree that he's not like the cure-all. Like, he might end up having an amazing, like, Rocky-like mm. impact monster, But I think the game Munster try to play, or the game they're limited to, requires you having these kind of guys in it. And I think that's unusual. That's not unusual. It's still a, essentially a friendly that Benny Holland's starting because I think with Klein and Snyman it's fine it's not um an explosive carrier or anything like that yeah. he's a big hefty lad hefty <laughs> that's not the word again <laughs> Being, can, can we play a bell sound every time i play, say it <laughs> um and i wonder if the size differential between holland and slyman will cause any difficulties in the scrum but like i know sometimes having a short second row well short relatively short second row beside a tall one can mm. if like, they don't line up perfectly like toner and say someone like a Ruddock, say covering second row hmm. um wouldn't have the same strength as like a rhine or something like that okay, well, I mean, when you just runner. think
2: about it in pure a mechanical sense yeah. you will get a like bent front row because one side gets pushed back that little bit more i would think not that like that has any basis but if you're just looking at it in terms of objects not people that's how it would uh, go but yeah that would be interesting to see yeah i don't know like it's so not like make you a bit salty that they just went and got two south african world cup winners just to patch over the cracks like it seems very lazy to me and then they went for two physical people they're, these aren't like uh i don't know they're not like they're, they're not they're not, like, they're not playmakers who are going to yeah it seems <laughs> so lazy. Like it was like, okay, we're gonna keep trying to do this physical shit, and here's two <laughs> people to continue on that. It's just not, not much ambition behind it, which I feel like. Well, everything be looking at. And their and
1: Saracens games are all built on physicality. Like even if they, are on the Crusaders, like all the best teams
3: are. Yes. Like
1: even even if they um, can be very free flowing and they score a lot of tries, it, it's based on a pack that can actually at least match up to anything else out there. Yeah. Um. I, I think they're very good signings. Yes. I'd be happy if we got them. Mm. If we were, we were light in that department. You know it what? Shows, I wouldn't it, be shows, happy. <laughs> it shows a <laughs> difference, I think, in their approaches, Leinster and Munster. Mm. In that Leinster are playing. her um, Not a Hearn. They're playing. a uh, Baird. Yeah. But Munster are playing
3: this patch
2: end. man just <laughs> brought in this fucking band-aid of a person to just slap on the front row there and just say yeah that's sorted for another two years like what a it just strikes me as being like if if I was that diehard monster fan that would just irritate me
1: that would irritate me even more losing well, to Munster yeah, yeah. Well, well,
2: yeah they're gonna have to keep putting up with that and then have this journeyman just shitting it up there in the second round
3: World <laughs> Cup winning journeyman <laughs> No, more uh, uh, um,
2: look, uh, he's a phenomenal athlete so I, I look forward to seeing more of him in that regard yeah. and every time i've seen him play he's impressed me but you know as you, like you'd obviously want your club to be having a Baird type person coming up and you know he can f- kind you of do, track you their career great,
3: uh, second
1: row in the academy. Uh, him as well but also this guy hodness is that his name yeah he's a he's a back row though isn't he? he's back row who's the, they have a good second row in their academy i think or Hearn, oh. maybe the Hearn. That's where I got it from.
0: Yes, um, I think I've seen him before. Uh, Hotness actually looks really good. But yeah,
1: Leinster give time to the academy more than Munster do. That's the basics of it. Hmm. Um, it, even giving the fact that Leinster's academy is much more better resourced, or
3: it's got more talent to work with, they just give people more time, especially under Cullen. Hmm. Um, very big band aid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we jump into their background then.
1: Yeah. It's good to see Tommy O'Donnell back. Um,
0: yeah, he's, he's
1: had a bad couple of years of injury. Well, he's always been bitten. Like he's always been injured. Was he struggled with injury? <laughs> so yeah. hopefully he gets a run because he had a. There's talk of him going like um, before the World Cup it was he be in that squad? But he just you came back a bit too late, I think, to mm. really challenge us
0: Okay, let's uh, let's um, get a bit controversial here um, with Peter O'Mahony. Um, do you, think you just <laughs> hate this guy? <laughs> do, do 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 you think he's um, going to show up tomorrow? I think yes. I he shows up way. for all those he
1: the games. A loss. Yeah. Um, it's his teammates who don't.
2: Yeah. You well. just, no, you just mean, hope <laughs> he doesn't turn up so you can laugh.
1: I remember vividly in the um, semi-final two, two years back, which I watched again. Over the lockdown because they're put up on YouTube. Yeah, him throwing a great pass, and the rest of the team just like kind of messing it up. Like him throwing like spin passes. He had all the skills for us, and his backs weren't to be able to match him. Mm. And, uh, there was it was just very stark that he was like one of the few players on the pit on the Munster side that like, had the skills to live in that game to make a difference. And just, uh, there, there was just a case of another semi final, and then the next. Next year was semi-final, semi-final again. I think if we're talking about Pierre he
3: he's an excellent line-out forward, like li- literally one of the best in the world. Um, but if we were talking about a prototypical
1: monster second row, uh, back row, like a, uh, if you describe this person, this this would be like essentially what monster fans really buy into. It would be standard. Yeah, The person who's not the biggest, like he doesn't have the He's not like the biggest or the fastest around, but he makes absolutely everything out of his talent, and never yeah. stops, never backs down from a fight. He's one of the few players who showed up in England in Twickenham, and just continues these works like loads of carries, loads of tackles. Well, Peter Manny is more for six. He doesn't. He's not a great tackler, um, yeah. but he has he had big moments where he might make a big turnover. But he's not like the consistent level of a standard. Or even um like a Van der Fleer. Mm. Um but he is generally world class as a back row as a back row or sorry forward full stop uh in the line out. And I think at this level with like um the, the, the at the international level it's an imbalance with him, Stander and Van der Fleer, even if individually they might be playing well or like week to week, they their performances switch. I don't think it's a a great back row, mm. just because it's it's very, quite lightweight. But I, I think
0: he'll show up for tomorrow. I, I've, I've seen Peter described as an elite support forward. <laughs> who <Ew, ew. laughs> who? You, you <laughs> stop that. your trolling! You stop <laughs> your trolling, Rob. <rather laughs> <well. laughs> support. It's it's one of these ones. Um, it's like uh, when people go on about you know the unseen work. Yes. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, I, I get what you're trying to say, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, show show me the unseen work because you're you're a big man for the stats, aren't you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> the stats. Show don't me
0: right. the players. Show me the angry faces. Show me the power slides. But part of me hopes that he has a terrible game. So I, you know. <laughs> yeah, I got this. <laughs> I can throw. Well, up, he never plays again. I I can throw up the the classic um, meters made uh, versus carries graph and have him near the bottom and go. Where was Peter? What was he doing? I I understand your perspective of
2: wanting them to have a bad game from <laughs> the Irish perspective of, as you say, Neil, having that imbalanced second row and being selfish about that. You know, you'd want to say like a Lenser player, maybe to slide in Dan Levy. Say, I know it's he's been playing seven, eight mostly, but you know we need to make a change there. And if any player were to drop off in their ability and maybe fall out of the Irish team, I would say Peter would be my preference there.
1: And it was a great, um I wouldn't even say like dropping out of the squad, like because he came on when Doris got injured against Scot- uh, Scotland straight away,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and he played well. Like when he dropped when he dropped Peter Manny, he plays well. Like he got on the Lions tour in 2017 for that English match where he was on the bench, and he still got injured just for the match. And they brought him in, he had a great match.
2: Sounds mm-hmm. to me like he's an elite support forward,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just part of the larger thing. I think we shouldn't be afraid to drop players in international, especially because last season and a bit haven't been great. Yes. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, I would agree with you totally there. Um, we'll fly and it shouldn't
1: through. be a punishment. Like it's, it's a, it's a choice to have this a really great experienced player coming on. Like, like imagine looking at Deegan coming off the bench. It's like, okay, this guy's a promising young player, but what's he done? Versus imagine twenty minutes left, Peter Manny coming on. Hmm. This guy hmm. like nearly fifty caps, beating the All Blacks, calling the lines. He's done it all. Yeah. So that's just a, a side note where I think we should. Look at the bench uh, internationally a bit more in that positive mindset as opposed to negative.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, it's a very good point.
1: Um, and
3: just sorry, we didn't talk about the, uh, the back row. Chris Cloete on the mm. bench, which
1: is probably the best jackler
3: mm.
1: uh, in the back row.
3: Um, he's
2: also a penalty machine, yes, <laughs> he's guaranteed, two guaranteed penalties if he comes on like 60 minutes. So, yeah, I'm sure Lancer are planning <laughs> around that, especially
1: with the new <laughs> breakdown loss. <laughs> um, no Arno Bota because he's headed off to the,
3: the Bulls. Bulls. he's gone back to yeah. the Bulls,
2: isn't he? Yeah. Yep.
1: someone in the paper said, uh, it was, comp- I think, he's complaining about.
2: The Manchester Afghans.
1: Yeah, I mentioned yeah. Dunne but he's no longer there, so you can't put that on him.
3: Yeah,
2: but um, like, let's say uh, Peter Mahoney doesn't perform, Rob, as you don't want him to. Like, who what? slots in there? You know what I mean?
3: Or mm-hmm.
1: Munster
2: or for... for Munster. I can. I can see Irish all time this. Byrne, Byrne could be both, both of them actually.
0: They I, I think, do. I think Byrne
1: has a future. I've said this many times. Yeah. In the back row
3: for international and top level club games, I don't think he has this, the the physicality for... Yeah, for most teams. Um, mm. But like, even if a player doesn't play well, this goes for both sides. This, um,
1: these two couple of matches, I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah.
0: Yes, I would agree.
1: You have to basically think this is essentially a preseason, a better preseason.
0: Yes, it's like a full, full, full blast preseason. Yeah. And it, um, we'll just fly through their backline. Uh, yeah, we've kind of discussed the centers; they're very big. Yeah, there's not much. There's not much subtlety to them. Um, and about, like, they
1: do have skills, as we, they, as we they, always say. When Farrell has, you'd be surprised how good his passes. yes yeah. they, he doesn't pass that much, and neither does the They've
0: they underrated skills, but I think their primary method of operation is to um, run over and through people. Yeah.
1: So underrated and underutilized.
0: Yes, yes.
2: I'd be um, excited to see uh, how Connor Murray comes back after the yes. lockdown, because I feel like.
1: The arm would be less withered.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, the old withered arm, <laughs> but uh, just in terms of mentality or form, graph, as, a gen- like,
1: as a general thing, like this, this breakdown could be great for some of these older players,
2: yeah, refreshed. So him, right.
1: Like it's basically like a, a five month body break,
2: mm. yeah, but like well, I feel for him, it wasn't well, the withered arm, obviously, <laughs> but, I feel like the, but like, his, yeah. his body wasn't the main thing I feel like it was a psychological thing with him it was a bit of a like reticence uh, a lot of breakdowns and kind of not playing as fast as he used to and you know he might have been able to I, I think know, he get, knew it as well he wasn't as yeah yeah he might have been breaks, able to get a handle um, on that
1: difference between him and 2018 and 18 and now now he isn't as bad as he was when he came back hmm. uh, he started improving a bit hopefully hopefully,
3: that's hopefully, that's hopefully that's he good. comes
1: back to his, his well we know he can be yeah um, and Jay Anoran has become a lot more important now that, um, Carberry's Joey, yeah, has gone
2: again. Yeah, and I'm glad I got rid it? of Joey Carberry. <laughs> <laughs> no, think about this, let think about this. Yeah. Remember when Sean O'Brien couldn't string like two three matches together and yeah. how absolutely frustrating it was, especially as a player you liked and you knew yeah. was incredibly good. Like, mm. imagine putting Trudeau Carberry, like, you just had to be wrecked. And it yeah. uh, feels so bad for the guy, but you know, what the fuck? He, he mustn't. <laughs> he mustn't be physically able for it at this point.
1: Uh, it's possible that these are just a bunch of string ones. He gets along. That's it's just unfortunate. Mm-hmm. That he gets one after another. Plus, he. This is a lot of this was caused by rushing back for the World Cup.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're asking um, serious questions about that because.
1: But bearing um, in mind, like um, like so, I saw some people saying uh, Joe Smith should should have done it, but like that—that's a two-person a tango kind of thing. Hmm. Um, if you said to Joey, okay, you're going to the World Cup, but this is a risk you get injured, it's okay. Yeah. Like, because he might not go to another World Cup.
3: Yep. Like, he's yep. back
1: home to do it, but like, like, when a World Cup's there and the coach is going to bring you and you you feel fish, like, you're not going to
0: say no. Yep. That's a very good point.
2: To sum up his career physicality in my mind, was there like a pre season match against Fiji or something where he went um, in to tackle their 12 and his arm just broke?
1: Uh, it wasn't a preseason. It was a November international in okay,
2: 2018. International, I think. Yeah. So, like, I mean, is, should that happen with a professional player? I mean, I know. Oh, unlucky, it's, it's, like, it's just, um, it didn't. It, if I remember correctly, it wasn't like a massive hit or anything, You know. Yeah. This is where I feel like I've spoken in the past about how Ross Burn's reticence in contact annoys me a bit. But then, <laughs> if you know you're not of you that, like, why not do it? Like, I'd like okay, to see Carberry play a bit um, more. Like. <laughs>
1: I don't think uh, Ross Burring shirks contact at all.
2: Oh, come <laughs> on, man. He looks <laughs> like a, a deer caught in the headlights half the time. Got, like... I don't
1: think he's a good runner of the ball, but he never uh, walks away from a tackle.
2: No, I wouldn't say walk away, but he, <laughs> I think when he takes contact, it looks like he's minding himself a lot of the time. Like, there's no reckless abandon. You know, not to say that. He's <laughs> not a Henshaw. every...
1: <laughs> Henshaw's, um Henshaw's well, really versus Boiler to into just a chance to make a tackle like it's well, very rare you have someone like that on your team
3: you, but I mean, there's play play there's play play. plenty
1: of 10s who don't
3: um, throw their body not? around yeah They're absolutely don't. absolutely well, I mean, plenty,
1: there's plenty of 10s who don't um, look to make a tackle like yeah. Uh, yeah. Humphreys yeah. uh, El Asad famously did a little yes. like a matador
3: yeah
1: well, maybe Carberry
2: needs to look at that a bit more you know
1: um, I remember Colin saying I can't remember if this was when Carberry was leaving or w- w- he we was us up in the air. But he said like when he's at fullback, you can make half as many tackles as you would as a ten. I wonder like if he was still a fullback, would he still be
0: as injured? Yeah. Good question.
1: And you never know. Like it's it's one yeah, of those I mean, things. He, but he know, didn't
0: go know. down
2: to Munster to exactly. slide in at fullback but
1: like so... there's a space at Leinster, a fullback. But he yeah. wants to be ten at Len uh not Lein- he wants to be a ten at Leinster, but he Wanted to be a starting ten, so you so went to. The what
2: ago. you're saying is he's planned this all out and he's faking all these injuries, so he can come <laughs> back and save hey the day at Lenz. Play a fullback
1: for there against uh, <laughs> Dragons in two years'
2: time. Yeah, there you go. That's the career trajectory planned out for all Carberry.
1: Punch, punch trajectory. Um,
2: so who's um, the who's the backup then? Uh, not Carberry
0: Hanrahan. After that, uh, uh,
1: Healy would be one choice.
0: Healy um, and Flannery are the academy guys.
1: I can't really okay. say much about Flannery, but I remember watching Healy.
0: Yeah, oh, and um, Crowley is the other one who's very good as well.
1: Um, I remember Heedy on his first, his debut for Munster, and Flannery and Donegal O'Callaghan were talking about him. Yeah, and the, they're they're picking him up, uh, say so, like this guy, he's a promising young player and stuff, and it's his first uh, first starts. And the um, the camera switches to him, and he's got blood streaking out of his nose. <laughs> he got busted. He just ran into someone's shoulder, and they started laughing. <laughs> they said, "Obviously, we shouldn't be laughing." But <laughs> It was just that's how, I and his first in um action was that uh, scrum half used to be at Leinster. He moved over down there. Nick McCarthy. Yes, throw a ball at his foot, <laughs> like basically. he get to clear the line.
2: What about it's that what? Uh, that pumpkin head guy, uh,
0: Blaine? Al <laughs> is he still around? No, he's, he's of the injury. Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. JJ Hanrahan is the first is the firmly entrenched guy now. There's there's really no other option. Yep. Well, Un- unless you go with youth. So. You know, it's a bit unfortunate
2: that that's happening at this point in his career, because I feel like if this had happened maybe a few years ago, it could have been really good for him. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure that now is the right time, if you know what I mean. I feel like he's had his shot.
1: Um, well, that's an interesting way of looking at it, because a lot of people would say if you're not the first choice of international by 23, it's done. But like, I think there's plenty of space for a guy to come in in mid to late 20s, play a few seasons and have an international career. Yeah, like, so what well, if, if Hanrahan takes a bit longer? Due to no, how what Hanrahan I'm saying is, is,
2: you know, some people I feel it's trial by fire can work out quite well for them, and I think it could have worked out well for him if if you're kind of you, you make or break the guy. But I feel like he was kind of he got stuck in this halfway house of not getting his full shot. Now, maybe yeah, this will be that full shot, but he wasn't, you know.
1: um, he left because he wasn't getting full game time yeah and what I'm 10. saying
2: is if this had happened back then it could have worked out great for Monsu you know what I mean whereas now it's kind of like it's uh, I don't know it know what, seems a be like think a... The,
3: question, the question
1: is what happens Canerhan plays really well and Carver comes back
0: yes and you do you
1: drop, drop Panahan after him for and then destroy his confidence or yep. do you say to Carver you came over here to play 10 and it's actually finally fit that we're not playing you
0: yes
3: because you've been playing my fullback?
0: yep <laughs> It's in uh, here's an interesting one. Um, I've been on the JJ, I want JJ to get a cap at least at some point. Mm. Um, do you think if he plays well over the next few weeks that maybe he gets one against uh Fiji or Japan or
1: well, anyone who starts for
2: an Irish for province will have a chance? Um, well,
1: Madigan
0: Rob Madigan he's Madigan back. could come back, yeah. Like,
1: like, Madigan, like, I'm saying for the next two years, like if said to Farrell, Madigan's playing really well, he's one of the best two air halves in the country, and he'll. He'd be an international level player for two years. He'll probably pick him.
2: Mm. Um, I feel like Madigan. Yeah, I feel like if Hanrahan had got the shot that Madigan did, he could have. He could be like this backup ten in Ireland, Hanrahan, because he has the natural ability. He just—it's like his career trajectory just didn't hit the peaks when they should have done. He, he left
1: as soon as he's going to. Yeah, like if it worked out to... in Northampton, it would have been great, but didn't. So like it's delayed mm. him, mm. and now. So, there's young guys
2: ahead Knacking of him, up. So. It was a, a bit of a weird one, that whole like the backup 10 situation yeah. to Johnny with Paddy Jackson's situation.
1: Yeah, if you look, at um, it panned out in 2015, like, Smith would have expected Madigan and Jackson to be his backup mm. 10s, and they'd have a lot of game time internationally and a club. But they're both out of the picture by 2017, pretty much.
2: It's interesting that we had we had so many talented young prospects, mm-hmm. and then the arse kind of fell out of it all, and a lot of them kind of just fell into the doldrums or.
1: Well, it happens. Like some players just never fulfill a pro. Uh, they not prospects. they promise, mm-hmm. and some, sometimes that is like. Sometimes people. Their their promise isn't what you think it is. Like it's, like being an international player for a couple of seasons is their limit and they've done well to get us. But... but
2: it's still th- it's still a worrying one that you you look at that and you say, okay. We have Johnny Grant. He's he's getting towards that point in his career. And then you look around and you're saying, like, Hanneran, Rossburn, uh, Madigan's Cracky, back. Yeah. You know, like, does any of that fill you with confidence?
1: I think there's a great amount of players. There's, there's literally options. There's, there's a lot option. of
2: players. There's, there's options, but I'm not sure there's the kind of options that I would want to steer the ship, particularly with how good Johnny's been for us. You know what I mean? Well, you like, want a like for like replacement. In terms yeah, the thing of is, Johnny World
1: Player of the Year, you don't get many of them.
2: Yeah, true. I guess the, it's just going to be a bit of a drop-off, I feel, especially oh, yeah. looking at who's coming up. No one's particularly, like, wowing me. I mean,
3: would you but guys be happy
1: with... with like, we'll be able to pass judgment on once someone does replace Johnny, but at the moment he's still the best option, so... Mm. Yeah. And I think that's pretty much it for Munster. Um, are back three. Mac Gallagher is coming straight in from the Premiership. He's on. He's, he's on sorry. the bench. Yeah. Daily. Um,
0: they've, they, they've Shane Daily at fullback, and that one's an interesting one for me because fullback is one of those one positions where, um, if if a team senses any sort of weakness, it um they'll ruthlessly exploit it. So it'll be interesting to see how he holds up. Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Is yeah. that why they got rid of that nervous guy, <laughs> Mike Haley? Yes.
1: <laughs> it, it, I thought he was what, like, it, a good job for a monster.
0: I I don't know. I, I I remember he got capped. He got capped for Ireland in that Italy game in the World yeah. Cup warm up, and uh, he was awful. And the uh, guy fucks up it, a lot. He, he he does make a lot of mistakes.
1: because um, he played a lot of games for Monster. I'm not sure how much is that he makes Neil, all the mistakes. Neil,
0: when your own fans start turning <laughs> against a guy, yeah, but
1: once you turn against player players, it's in instant. Yes. That is true.
0: Especially if they're if they're not from the province, they're they're giving pretty much no leeway at all.
1: I'm um, just sorry, just while I like, looking over the yeah. places there, I've mentioned to mention that after all the talk about these young tens, they don't have a backup ten, a dedicated ten, they have a Scandal covering ten.
0: Yes, they've gone for um yeah, he's covering ten. So the on their bench of the the Craig Casey one, I know we were talking about different sizes. Yeah. He is one where I think this is like you know, also, he, injury prone. Yes, yep. if if he if he comes on now, I can see it, this will be a real test of um, can he survive physically at this level? Because everything um, else about him, I really like. Yeah,
1: um, like he's he's an incredible player, and I hope once he get more game time.
0: Yeah, But he is.
1: um definitely so far as what you've seen, injury prone. Like yep. he's got a couple of surgeries already, and he's only just out of under twenties, pretty much.
2: This is yep. where I think he could benefit from playing differently as well like from what i've seen of him he does seem to be fearless especially yeah. for his size and i think someone should maybe have a word with him about that and say look we appreciate that about how we play and it's it's part of what makes you special but if you want to look at
1: you get injured just doing like just tackle or something like that or carrying the ball like it's just yeah. you can't really play around that You, can't well, you be can like, you pro- can minimize player.
2: them risks by not being so dogged or maybe develop a new sort of Alteration on the defensive system that doesn't put him in. I don't think then you're
1: weakening the your entire system. Yeah, so you're, you're not necessarily you weakening it. Or you you can potentially develop something slightly stronger. If you're Well, if you're not doing that already, then.
2: Like, uh, I'm, all I'm saying is there's room for change in how these guys play. And I think if you're, if like, you're I mean,
1: picking if up a, an injury in every room for fucking. Technical, on his part, like maybe if, if he's getting injured in his tackle or carry, you can always work on his positioning and stuff like that and his, his technique, but I don't think that's the issue. I think he's just a very small player playing Top professional rugby.
2: rugby. Yeah. Okay, so you think it has less to do with how he plays and more to do with
0: his size, essentially?
1: Well, I mean, like, if, if you're looking for work, you're obviously going to get more injured, but like, you can get injured doing anything.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, that, that kind of covers leinster yeah. Um Doesn't really leave too much time uh, for anything else, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I, I think, like, Munster probably one win from the next two games would be enough to guarantee them into... Guarantee them into...
0: Semi-final. Yeah.
1: Barring... No, I think that's... That, it, it'd be a way semi-final worse, So mm. I think they just need basically one win from these two games. Um, Connacht would have to win both their games by maximum points, and Monster get nothing, so they're not in the hunt of it. Mm. And Ulster should be um if they win once they should be okay
0: yep it'll be great just to have rugby back i'm actually really yeah. looking forward to it same i'm i don't know because the amount i'm looking forward to it i'm kind of thinking um how much the players feel because um if i'm for
1: yeah, the last five months
0: yeah it's kind of like they're players and they want to play obviously yeah. one one quick question now for both you guys is um how do you think uh, obviously because there's no fans uh, mm-hmm. This time around, how do you how do you think that'll um have an effect? Well,
2: you first uh, to Okay. From what I've seen of the little bits of football that I've watched with having no crowd, I think it seems to me that the players are less nervous and more willing to try things, if, uh, like as if there's less of a spotlight on them. If you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. having I know the the crowds are a lot less volatile in rugby, but uh, having a crowd turn against you or like. Just knowing that everybody saw that, the psychological element of that means you maybe would be less likely to take risks. So I c I kinda wanna see like more risk taking and I feel like it could be the environment for that, which could be cool. I, okay. I, I would think Munster seemed to benefit a lot from from their crowd, but it, it being in the Aviva they probably would have had less of a contingent coming up, you know. We we would have bought up more of the tickets. But uh yeah, could be could be good for some risk taking. But uh, are they going to do the played, like, crowd sounds or whatever? Is, is
0: that sure. the plan? Uh, I, well, based on their broadcast with Zebrae Treviso, I don't think so. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that they have really clear audio and we can hear all of the cursing. Two <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: apologies per match, minimum. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think I heard, uh, when they're talking about the English game, they're talking about the same subject. It's definitely changed results for the worse for the home team. Because mm. you don't have okay. the crowd in front of like ref. Every yeah. ref is human. Like If 50,000 people shout after you make a decision, you're going to...
3: You'll a constantly... remember yeah. yeah.
1: But they're also saying that some of the um, away players will really get a boost when they're down in the match and they hear their own fans. Mm. Like, that'll give them a bit of energy to get something going. So it's it's bad for them in that sense. But it's definitely weakens home advantage. Mm. Um, and a good thing they had in BT Sports for the English matches was They got the sound from the previous year's
3: fixture. Oh, yeah, and sorry, used that as
1: a background sound, which I thought was better than just a generic
3: uh FIFA track. Yeah, <laughs> all right.
2: What about uh, just quickly, yeah. was there any more development on the South African teams joining the Pro 14? i no, not since last couple, no, th- yeah, that's been put on the back burner, hasn't it? I think yeah. so. F- I feel like they keep bringing that up as a bargaining chip or something it's, like it, that. Yeah. Um,
1: Going to San Diego to play here as a, <laughs> play as a kicker for an NFL team or something.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> or going to a French team for an Irish international. Like It's always there to increase yeah. your value. Yeah. I, I, just distinctly remember
0: I distinctly remember when Brian Riscoll was spotted in b and everyone was like, <laughs> oh, he's going to B-Ritz. <laughs> and he signs another contract. So, What a world. Yes. And just to give you an update, Zebre are beating Benetton 17-6. <sighs> Who would have thunk it? Yes. Zebre, powerhouse of Italian rugby. <laughs> they've they've pushed. They were the team that pushed Leinster the most. Oh yes. yeah, <laughs> <You're a queen. laughs> My God, that was great. All right, okay, we leave it there then. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, that's us signing off. And uh, enjoy the rugby. Bye. Bye.